You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's uh, John and Brian for the next super exciting episode of Get the Skinny. Um, Brian, this is going to be probably one of our finest podcasts because this is one of the podcasts that we roll into with zero percentage of prep work, and those always turn out to be the best ones. So how are you on this fine recording Sunday, sir? Uh, Not bad. It's been a very productive day for me. I've been trying to be more active in the sense of like doing housework and stuff. Like what kind of housework? Uh, So I don't – I hope no one psychoanalyzes this. I know we probably have psychologists and things. Don't tell Jamie about this. Okay. So – Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) where are we going? I'm scared now. So like I like rearranging furniture. Mm -hmm. Like I get an idea of how I want something organized and I just do it. And like sometimes I'll be thinking through a problem about how I want the house to be organized. And I have on occasion got up in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning and rearranged the house. Or the, the apartment. house house? Like several rooms? Uh, well, it may take days to get stuff from – like one room may go from being a gym to being the living room mm-hmm. to being a storage room, and I kind of rotate through. Uh, a friend of mine told me years ago that whenever he visited my apartment, it was never the same as it was the time before. <laughs> and I like rearranging stuff. I, I don't know why. So right now the uh, room that used to be the living room that was then – the storage room is now become becoming the eBay room slash retro video gaming room. Oh wow! Okay, so is this, this room sounds like it's in a is it in a central part of the house? Yes. Like okay, it, how's Kim doing with this? Uh, we don't use the room because it's been a junk room now for three or four months. Okay. Uh, like when Don came to visit, was that this year or last year? TFCon. That was last year. So when Don came to visit uh, last year for TFCon. Uh, it was the living room, and uh, we've basically – it was going to become my mother-in-law's room, but she opted not to move in with us. She was going to move in with us for a while. didn't happen, so it just became a junk room. Now it's um, now it's full of toys and things I bought at Ross years ago and Ollie's that I intended to put on eBay eventually. So, well, yeah. you're lifting heavy things and pushing heavy things, right? That's yeah. the that's what you're saying? Yeah, heavy boxes. And the thing that's about the heaviest is I uh, god, I, I sound so weird. I've been collecting shipping boxes for years. Either stuff that I've gotten like in flats from the postal service because they will give you broken down you know, actually never not broken down because they've never been assembled uh, shipping boxes. And maybe boxes that I've gotten from Big Bad Toy Store or Amazon over the years. So I'm kind of like – I guess I'm a hoarder. Holy crap, well, I'm a hoarder. Are you breaking down those boxes? Or are they like collapsed? Uh, well, the ones that I'm taking to recycle at the dump, yes. But uh, like the best boxes, the creme de la creme yes. of boxes, I'm keeping those and the rest are getting broken down. But um, I have a ton of uh, like literally – Eight feet, I guess they were st- stacked, on, stacked on top of each other, like eight feet of flat boxes that I bought or got from the Postal Service for Impressive. various reasons. Um, and, man, those things are heavy. You know, I've moved them all over the place. Uh, I've got a CRT TV in there for uh, retro gaming. I've moved it three or four times today. 
Uh, I've today? been today. Yeah, today. Um, okay. I didn't like where I didn't like where where I put it, so I've played around with different things. I moved furniture, not the euphemism, but I've uh, done all sorts of stuff. And plus, I was in the uh, shop slash gym today, uh, modifying my Bulgarian training bags. I improved the handles on them, so I got a Excellent. chance to use those over the last week. And uh, they do a fantastic job, um, not necessarily as a primary workout, but what I found that after I lift, if I use those, like the muscles that weren't hurting already, that really helped set them off too. I've been, I've been, I had a pretty productive day today. It sounds like it. You know what you, know what you should do? You should, um, you should put on our uh, Twitter at uh, GTS Podcast, you should put maybe a YouTube video or two on how to work out with a Bulgarian bag. I really need to do that, but I'll have to get my friend Ricky to do it because he's huge and not huge like I am. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I actually I was thinking of you just linking to like pre-existing stuff that oh, other guys do. Oh yeah, I could do that. But uh but that would be even better if you made it. If you maybe down the road, maybe maybe for for today or for this weekend or whatnot, you can uh, find some that you agree with, post those and then down the road when you're all, you know, pumped up and jacked beyond belief, hulked out. Well, we don't use his name anymore. Right no, no. But uh, whenever you're, when you're bigger, you can do your own <clears throat> do your own version of it. Um, you know what? We never talked about we talked about Jared when he had his fall from grace. We never really talked about Hulk Hogan, and he he's just as applicable to get the skinny because he did affect like our our self body image and you know concept of what a man should look like in a bad way when we were growing up. Yeah, saying our prayers, taking your vitamins. Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. yes, yes, and, and thinking that men are supposed to look like that. Uh, when they grow up, which is, you know, obviously ridiculous, but he had a fall from grace. We didn't even touch on that. So this is true. Sad, sad. Um, why don't we do that real quick right now? Because I can't resist. So, okay. um, you know, some people. Okay, so this has been a really weird uh, summer for pro wrestling. And again, guys, I'm justifying this on Get the Skinny One because it's interesting. And I know you're going to love this uh, discussion, but but also too, they pro wrestling legit. If you were a fan growing up as a kid, it is not good for forming your concept of what the male body should look like. So they have a big impact on on our lives, and you don't even realize it growing up before it's too late, frankly. Anyway. Um, so this was a really weird summer for wrestling. We lost a lot of legends, and we had some falls from grace. Um, where in the spectrum of disappointment, outrage, sadness, does Hulk Hogan's racist fall fall with you, Brian? Um, I mean, I don't know that I've had this conversation with you, John, but I've had it with mm. a lot of friends. Oh, As a kid, like I was a full believer in Hulk Hogan, a Hulkamaniac. I mean, I was. I mean, like some kid, some kids idolize their father. Some kids idolize like the their primary deity. Deity mm-hmm. uh, for me, like I would have taken a bullet for Hulk Hogan. Like I bought everything that they sold, like hook, line, and sinker. I thought he was the most powerful, most intelligent, most humble, most awesome person in the entire universe. If you had told me that he was a god, I would have believed you. So interesting, and like. Even today, even even though I know he's racist, like if if real American plays, my heart beats faster. Sure, it's like a it's like a, con, a classical conditioning. I mean, it's like you know, I, I I totally believe that stuff, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to deny that he's kind of a racist. And uh, yeah, repeatedly. I, I mean, repeatedly. And uh, I mean, I grew up in the South. And back when I was younger, I think, you know, I'm getting close to 40. I think it was racism was more entrenched in the culture mm-hmm. where I it, I don't think it is at all now. I, I do not see it at all. And I'm not saying that like I'm ignorant. I just I just don't see it anymore. Uh, I see it in other places, but like I think we've dealt with it here for the most part, at least mm-hmm. where I'm at. And um, it just isn't something that I feel that I have to see on a day to day basis. But um, yeah, I mean, the guy's from California. I just never yeah. really thought of California as this racist place. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I think it's everywhere. I think. Um... Actually, I think in, in areas like uh, like Southern California and even um, Texas, te- uh, those places tend to be way more diverse than you think, and some of the more diverse places in the world, and that almost like kind of feeds the racism because you've got different cultures kind of butting up against each other. No yeah. one has kind of like claimed dominance, so they're all kind of like butting into each other. So you get that kind of modern uh, flavor of racism. I um. You know, it's interesting. I don't. I, I would have never pegged you as someone who, even growing up as a kid, would have bought full, you know, full one hundred percent of the Hulk Hogan persona because he is. He was such like an idealized, perfect baby face, like perfect, well, is which it, is exactly what Vince McMahon loves. I mean, but, I was a child in the eighties. Of course, yeah. I was going to fall for that stuff. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just like observing. Like you are. Um, you're an interesting fellow. You got a lot of different kind of like uh, views and, and uh, I don't know. Well, you know, now I think about it. Well, I guess, first of all, there weren't back then the WF didn't really major in layered, complicated characters. They're no. pretty much <laughs> once one, you know, one note characters. So pick your poison there. But, um, well, I mean, you weren't like, um, necessarily, oh God, I'm trying to think of like the complicated baby faces. There really weren't any. And people didn't even cheer for the heels back then. They just kind of went along with the story, really. I guess mm-hmm. Jake the Snake may have had some mixed emotions about him, maybe. If I had been a few years older, I probably would have been into, like, the Mid-Atlantic, uh, the stuff from, um, the stuff from, uh, oh, goodness, uh, Jim uh, Crockett. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, I mean, I, I was totally exposed to that. 80s WWF stuff and I I believe that Hulk Hogan was like a living breathing breathing Captain America Mm -hmm. yeah well um, what they did with Hulk Hogan they did basically to perfection I think um, the thing about Hulk Hogan is the the way they crafted the entire universe around him was was perfectly done and uh, you know I think it, it, it it came kind of came apart in around 1990 almost through no fault of his own he was aging just a bit but then you had the ultimate warrior come in and um take everybody's breath away and he didn't work out but um but he kind of came in and he was so popular that it was hard to deny him that top spot or at least a chance at it so um you know uh, he could have gone on almost indefinitely he i mean the gimmick was starting to kind of run its course i guess people were starting to get a taste for something a little bit more complicated in wrestling, but still, I mean, his run was incredible. You can't, and you also can't like deny Hulk Hogan's impact when it came to the NWO and, um, 
And I think the big final testament to his popularity was in Toronto. I forget which WrestleMania it was, him and The Rock, where the 18, crowd I turned. Was, I think that was 18. Yeah, and the crowd flipped, like without any warning, cheered him, booed the heck out of The Rock. Yeah. And to their credit, they rolled with it. The announcers rolled with it. The show rolled with it. But it was like a final kind of send-off, I think. Probably everybody kind of sniffed that this was his last, like, real, like, full-blown match. Um and they treated it like it, so it was, it was pretty amazing. For me, I mean, seeing Hulk Hogan fall, you know what it did? It, it brought back a lot of memories, and I think you remember this um, as well as I do. So in the late 90s and the early 2000s, when, when the internet wrestling fan community was starting to get really, really smart, um, it was a well-known fact, and it was really clear that Hulk Hogan was not like a good person. <laughs> you know, that he was a jerk, that uh, he was pretty underhanded, just not a good guy. And um, if, you, if you became one of his friends, that was great for your career. If you weren't a friend of Hulk Hogan or did favors for him, that was not a good place to be because he was pretty ruthless and just not viewed as just not a good person. He had done a really good job in the last, I would say, five years of making us forget that. Yeah. Like I feel like that wasn't like on the tongue of every smart wrestling fan anymore where it used to be. In the early 2000s, if you brought up Hulk Hogan, almost any smart fan or most smart fans, the first thing out of their mouth would be, well, you know he's a terrible person. Yeah. That had kind of faded away. Like he had done a good job of becoming, I guess, kind of lo- beloved as just uh, an icon, what he is. Kind of like Ric Flair. Like it's impossible to not like Ric Flair now, despite his very spotty history and police record. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, that all like came crashing back in my head. When Hulk Hogan did this, like I, it's like, oh, I remember this guy wasn't really a good guy to begin with, and that's kind of sad. You know, I definitely, I definitely take my vitamins still. Thank you, Hulk. Do you take your? Did he have Hulk Hogan vitamins no. back in the day? No, I don't Man. think so. I mean, he should have. That was a missed opportunity. Boy, you got that right. If that was happening today, can you imagine? Oh God, I mean, he would have the best vitamins ever. It'd be like the Flintstones chewables, but they would be, you know. Flintstones chewables weren't good, but I, in my life, I certain had, certainly had a lot of them. I, uh, I think I want to say that I liked them back in the day. They, they, weren't, as, they weren't the uh, gummy vitamins that they have these days, which I would totally like, get addicted to if I was a kid now. Like the oh, yeah. chewy gummy ones, those are awesome. Yeah, they make those for adults too. Do they? Yeah, adult gummy vitamins. Yeah, I've had them. Mm. And they're, do they taste like gummy bears? Uh, no, they taste like medicine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, anyway, uh, I guess to wrap up that Hulk Hogan thread, do you see him uh, coming back uh, at some point? Do you see I mean, us forgiving him? Never say never, say never. but this is a really, uh, really hard not likely. And he's not doing himself any favors the way he acts on Twitter and his little promo on Good Morning America a week or so ago was just not, not good. Yeah. The problem with him, the problem with Hulk Hogan is he never stops like working. Yeah, it, it's all. It's like he is Hulk Hogan now. Like the Terry Bollea thing, I'm pretty sure is like he's gone. Yeah. It's kind of like Batman is Batman and Bruce Wayne is the act. Yeah, yeah, that's where we are now. So for him to break that and be very genuine and apologetic doesn't work. No, I, I don't even know if that's in him. Anyway, hey, uh, speaking of vitamins, so do you take a multivitamin? Uh, occasionally, I, I, I mean, I have a bottle of the GNC Mega Man Energy on my desk at work. And the only thing I know for sure that they do is turn my urine, like, really bright yellow slash green. Whoa. Um, I mean, yeah. Is that okay? I mean, they do that to everybody. Oh, okay. To, to my knowledge. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, I they taste so bad that I don't consistently take them. And the thing, I, from my understanding, uh, if you have a reasonably decent diet, you know, like a, an American Western diet, you know, you don't really need a multivitamin because you get all that crap in your food. That you it's need. all in a cheeseburger. Yeah, basically. Um, but one thing that the multivitamin ha- that multivitamin has specifically in it is caffeine, and that's one thing I actually wanted to talk about this week. Oh, please. So, so uh, w- caffeine has come up in conversation before, and we all know that I am a literal addict. Like a literal caffeine addict. Can't I, deny it. I cannot deny it. And I've given up caffeine before. And I, after about six months, I, you know, started, I, I started back on the caffeine because it was hard. So, but where I find myself now is that I almost have to overdose on caffeine to get any benefit from it since I'm literally just addicted to the stuff. So what I need to do is I'm going to do some research to see how long it takes to wean myself off. Or how long it takes for the caffeine to get out of my system, just hmm. so that I can see some use from it again. So not, you really don't feel it anymore. I don't feel it at all. Uh, like I, like I drink an energy drink, and it's like, oh, hey, it tastes kind of bad. It's like drinking water. It's like drinking water. Like I drink, I'll drink like seven or eight cans of uh, Pepsi Max in a day. Sometimes, don't feel a thing from it. It's like it's just my. It's I, I drink it like it's water, and I drink water like it's something I don't drink by itself that often or enough. Um, like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up caffeine, but not because of some higher purpose or you know like I want to just say oh I I beat caffeine. I want to get some use out of it. Like if I take a uh, weightlifting supplement that has caffeine in it. Uh, or if I were to take a weight loss supplement that has caffeine in it, it does basically nothing for me. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. going to give it up just so that I can sort of get myself back on it and get some, <laughs> get some good from it. Yeah, get some get something from your money because it can be an expensive habit. It is. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm probably in a similar situation with you just in a more, um, I, I, I guess um, – almost unnoticeable way because uh, my caffeine intake comes from diet mountain dew yeah like constantly though and i I drink i don't know six to eight cans a day um consistently and you know i'll sneak in a few glasses of water here and there when i'm thirsty legit thirsty and not just like kind of without even thinking about it always having like this open half half full can of Diet Mountain Dew, yeah. just kind of around me, just orbiting me. Um, but I will tell you this, like one, I'm just like you. I don't feel the rush of caffeine like I should based on how much caffeine I'm taking in a day. But will I, But I, what I will feel is I will feel the withdrawal if I go like a day without oh, absolutely. Diet Mountain Dew. Like I feel crappy and my head's kind of cloudy and I'll drink a can and – Within half an hour, I'm I'm back to normal. That's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian. What are we gonna do, man? Maybe I should detox with you. Yeah, I mean, like I don't like the phrase detox because we it's overused, and most people when they think they're detoxing, they're really not. They're just drinking crappy juices, or they are, you know, uh, denying themselves food that they might actually want because mostly detox is a myth. But that's a pretty good way to describe what I'm gonna do. Or we're going to decaffeinate. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
pretty much. Um, well, let me know. And, and I, I mean, when you look up like what to do or your your battle plan, take me along for the ride. Take us along for the ride. So I'm going on vacation at the end of this month, the last week of the month. I'm going to Disney, amongst a couple other things. Uh, I may try to just um, give it up then. Because uh, that's kind of a distraction. It'll be a distraction. I won't be at work. And uh, it'll be a chance to – I might get some sleep. I might not. Um, so, do you, uh, are you the type that – okay, one, okay. first of all, how much sleep do you get at night? Now? Yeah, uh, just normally. I, I am – so usually – I mean a few years ago I was definitely in the four-hour you know, range. But mm. now today I'm 36. I get about six to eight hours. Okay, so that's normal. Yeah. That's good. But um, – you don't necessarily get like 10 when you're on vacation. You keep like basically the same kind of clock, internal clock or what? Uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, it depends on what I do on vacation. If I'm at a convention or something, mm-hmm. like when we go to BotCon, oh, I get mm-hmm. way less sleep. Mm-hmm. BotCon's in Kentucky. You've got like several months to consider if you're going or not. I think you're probably leaning towards no, but I don't judge either way. BotCon? Yeah. Uh, depends who else goes. If you're going, I mean, you'll go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me or Don. Uh, don't base your decision on us. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on Chris. If Chris goes, I'll go. If Chris doesn't, I won't. He's only got three hours, so. Oh really? Yeah, it's three oh hours. Oh my from, god, three hours dude, dude, dude. He's gotta go. Yeah, That's I'm, crazy. I'm definitely not doing press again. I've done it twice now. It's not a good experience. Yeah, no. That's not, that takes any. Any kind of fun you could possibly have right out of it. Yeah, like when if if we do Comic Con or something, uh, press is press is treated like uh, press, and there are better accommodations for things so that you can get news out and stuff. But at BotCon, it yeah, I mean it's basically just like you're going in as a walk-in, so you might as yes. well just pay. You're invisible yeah. to everybody, and I'm included for sure. Um, well, Brian, do you have anything else? Forget the skinny. This has been a really eclectic show, but uh, I've enjoyed it. Anything else you want to get out? Uh, real quick, uh, I said I did some modification to my Bulgarian training bags. What I did, um, the way that I made them before, I had to use the material that the bag is actually made of as a handle, and it wasn't working that well. Um, and I did some reading. One thing that I missed is I didn't actually build a handle into it. So I made two. One, I used a belt, belt leather, to make a loop that's a handle. Um, and then the other, the other, because I made two of the bags, the other I just used a length of rope, uh, about a foot long. Um, the one that's got a length of rope I'm going to try to use to help build up you know, in addition to the different muscles in my upper body, uh, I've got, I mean, I've got pretty strong hands. I mean, I, I have pretty massively powerful man hands, to be honest. Um, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, but it's just one of those things. I, I, I appreciate a good handshake and I really appreciate <laughs> it when somebody comments on my handshake. Oh, really? I, it's, it's a weird thing, but hey, next week, honestly, let's do it. A segment on the proper handshake. Okay. We can, we can do that. I, I am fun. all about that. But the uh, one that's a rope, uh, I have to, I'll have to use extra hand strength to keep it from like flying when I sling it. Uh-huh. So um, I decided to uh, to do two, just depending on um, what I want to work out. And uh, I, I I played with it a little bit this morning. I didn't do more than five or ten minutes, but uh, so far I really like the modification. Interesting, cool, man. Uh, I love it. I love all of it. Uh, and again, 
hey, let's uh, let's tweet out some Bulgarian bag stuff. Oh, I, I will. I will I'm before I post up. this. Yeah, I am psyched up. Okay, well, uh, well, I don't have anything else, Brian. But uh, I think this was a really good show. We talked about Hulk Hogan, Bulgarian bags, caffeine. Botcon, good lord! Yeah. There's nothing left. Say, I'm out say, of gas. Say your say your prayers. Take your vitamins and all that stuff. Yes, the uh, the demandments. Were there only how many were there? Come on, super fan, tell me. I don't remember, but I, oh I, my god! But I am going to find I am going to find the video, and I think I it, uh, since I, I'm going to edit the show, uh, I think I'm going to end the show with uh, my favorite Hulk Hogan promo ever, and it does include uh, presidential frontrunner nominee Donald Trump. So enjoy that as we end awesome. the show this week. Awesome. Okay, well, on that note, guys, uh, we will see you on the uh, the next Get the Skin. Speaking of the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, we have seen him here in Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around yeah, the world. but if you looked in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little hulksters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin them, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. This has been Get the Skinny. 